to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Mike Siegel. And there's Kyle. Oh no, no, he's no. that empty chair just we'll, sitting there. Look, it'll be about another 54 episodes until Kyle's back. <laughs> Unless he comes visit. If he comes to visit anytime, I'll bank like three or four with him so we have him. Do they have plans to come back? I, that's what they tell me when she's done with, with when his wife Marissa is done well, with yeah. school. That's where the auditions are. So yeah. I guess you got to come back. This is, this is where the business is. I mean, it's in New York too. I guess. Oh sure, but New York. I mean, there's a limited amount of. Sh- they shoot a lot there, but it's still mostly theater. But she's studying theater though, right? Yeah, at NYU. She's yeah. in the acting program. If she's you're in good. theater, you want to be there yeah. if that's your thing. But for TV and film, you still kind of. Should be here. Yeah, I've seen like, uh, you know, sometimes I watch someone's demo reel or I watch them when they put some acting thing up and I'm like, ooh. But she's good. Oh, she's great. pretty good. Yeah. But the thing was like all the New York actors have the same shows on their resume for whatever <laughs> shoots there. It was always like yep. whatever Law and Order. Yep. You know, they all had Law and Order. They had uh, a lot of people had Sex in the City. If it was the 90s, you know, when I was living there, they had that on the resume. Hey, Kyle was having Sex in the City. Hey, right? yeah. <laughs> Sopranos that was out there. And yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. But. Yeah. And, 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 and soap operas too. Then there's stuff that shoots here, but there's their exteriors out there. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. You know, what are in you Chicago, do? same thing. Seinfeld takes place in New York. It shot it all out what? here. What? Shot all out here. No. Friends takes place in New York. Shot it what? here. What? I know. Will and Grace too. Probably. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fake. It's all fake. It's all fake. Then the show. What was the show that uh, that uh, Matt LeBlanc was in? Episodes. Yes. That takes place here, but they shot that in, in London. In London, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. the interiors were in London, and the exteriors were here. That doesn't seem cost-effective <laughs> at all. Well, uh, other than yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think the stars just live there, and they'd rather shoot there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's a, I couldn't get into that. Yeah. Maybe it was just too. I know they were looking at Hollywood from an outsider because it's so weird. But I'm yeah. having been in it so long, it's like yeah, this is not really bizarre to me. <laughs> They're so shocked. Oh, wow, people act weird there. It's yeah, like, ooh, no, so yeah. strange. Been there, done it. Yep, everyone's weird. It. Everyone's yep. a weirdo. Uh, Mike, you're uh, you're in town for a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. When does this come out? Uh, uh, this is going to be coming out late. I don't know. Couple, uh, couple, couple weeks. I have like ten. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like through the end of the after this one. I'm, I'm all done for the end of the year. Except well, that's for the, great. Okay. Except for the Christmas episode and then the year in review episode. Yeah. Other than like uh, next week, I'm around till uh, December twentieth, mm-hmm. pretty much. Then okay. I'm on the ships again for four weeks. Cool. Caribbean. You know, holidays. Where will you be Christmas morning? Where will you be? Will I you be think I'll boat? be in Barbados. You'll be on a boat. I'll be on the boat Christmas morning and then mm-hmm. the 26th, Boxing Day for those of uh, people Londoners. in the UK. Yeah. Have, have you been on? Have you been? I'll be in Barbados for a day and then I pick up another ship there. Have you been on a boat on Christmas Day before? Oh, yeah. The last What's that couple like? Years. Is it weird? It's just another day for you. They have, you know, the, if there's kids on board, they'll do a Santa 
You know, right. they, you know, they got decorations everywhere and the trees and you okay. know, they'll, they'll do uh, a special Christmas show usually with the cast. It feels fat. Do you feel do you feel weird, though, not waking up with like a family of some sort? No. I mean, I've lived alone long enough and yeah. far away from my family for years. But you go that, back for Christmas when you're able if to. If I'm around, I'm, like I'll be going back before the sh- I get on the ship for like three days. It won't be Christmas. Mm hmm. But it'll be like the seventeenth through the twentieth. I'll I'll see everybody. All right. So we'll do like a pre-Christmas thing. But now nah, I don't have to be there on Christmas. I mean, it's mostly for the kids, really, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah. Is. Yeah. Christmas is for kids. It is. It's, it's you know, but the, you know, Christmas cheers for everyone. Yes. And I was at your house last year. <laughs> yes, you were last year when you thought there would be a lot of people there. Yeah. It was just you. Yeah. Came over, watched the kids fight, and then I went home. <laughs> Did they fight? Yes. I forget what, well, you know, sometimes when you have kids, the fighting is just the norm sometimes. <laughs> so you just forget about it. We played what? Monopoly and then they got... Play Monopoly? The, mm-hmm. And then they got pissy, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Eh, they're normal kids. I got a Monopoly game I've been trying to get rid of. Well, I'm re-gift. I don't play. Okay, well, But I got a, a, Sips, a Simpsons Monopoly as a gift. It's still in the plastic, so I've, I've tried to... Well, have you tried to sell it on eBay? Yeah, nobody wanted it. Really? Yeah. That's strange. I don't know. Maybe we could uh, sell it as a... I could have you sell my... I don't really do... I think I did Craigslist, not eBay. I never sold anything on eBay. I wanted to ask you this because I have old DVDs I got to get rid of. All wrapped in plastic. I wish you would have brought that game. I would have sold it for you. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got a a stack of things. I got to sell. I got to get rid of it. What about in these places like... uh, What does Amoeba pay for? DVDs, they got to be paying nothing, right? Is it pointless? You give them a stack or something, they get three bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're just getting rid of it. Find um, what kind of movies you got. Some are pretty good. Snuff. Some are like, uh, yeah, <laughs> snuff, homemade snuff films. Uh, somebody gave me like a, a Blu-ray DVD of some nature thing, and, and I've never opened it. Well, I don't have a Blu-ray Donate it to the library in Santa Monica. Okay. I'm sure they'll take DVDs. But I've still like, oh, the other thing that Amoeba even says on their uh, website, says, one thing we, uh, it's tough for us to resell are like season of TV shows, uh-huh. you know, that kind of stuff. So I have like an entire collector's box set of, <laughs> of the whole Monty Python series now, I would think plus that DVDs. Would... It's like a, it, people are selling them on Craigslist for like 150 bucks. I mean, it was a gift. It was, it's nice, but I've never should, opened it. You should be able to sell that on eBay. I don't know. There's, there's 10 of them out there that aren't selling. So that's, that's, it's uh, tough. That's, that's, that's interesting. Because a lot of TV series you can all get online now, yeah. and that's what and, or whatever streaming service. So yeah. nobody's reselling these things. No one, no, no one's. Uh, but there's a lot looking of, to buy Mash anymore. I know, but there's a lot of cool collectors like um, extras on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the real, and there's like hardware and like pamphlets and photos and things, and I don't know. But they're man, they're just taking <laughs> the dust. I just don't use them. Pretty soon, people won't even be physical Mm-mm. things. We'll be just be uh, we'll just be like a, a, a ether blips. You think it'll be hologram concerts? I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, Ronnie James Dio came through as a hologram, but I was out of town. I would have gone to that because hmm. I could have got in free, right? And I call Wendy and go, "Can I come see your hologram husband?" Well, we saw. Have you seen? Have you talked about the the Who concerts? We saw. You saw two. I saw two at the Hollywood Bowl, and they were they were wildly. And you said the one I didn't go to was much better. The one that you and I saw, and Murray, I I believe we all left underwhelmed. No, I mean it was fine. I didn't. For people who don't know, they played the Hollywood Bowl, and they had a full orchestra. Yeah, which I like the stuff. There was about what five songs in between that didn't use the orchestra. Mm -hmm. 
I like that stuff better. They open with Tommy and close with Quadrophenia. There's a lot of Quadrophenia. And that's where uh, they, um, they use, they use they the use, orchestra. Yeah. Which lends itself to an orchestra yeah. because it is a rock opera, but right. still, I'd rather just hear him up there cranking right. out, uh, I can't explain, you know? See, <laughs> see, yeah. See, for me, the night we saw them, Roger's voice was about a six throughout the show. He, he, we said he, he, what he needed four songs, songs to, to warm, warm up. up. Yeah. But when I saw him 11 days later, he came out a 10 and ended a 10. He was, it was, I, I like, it was phenomenal. His wow. voice, like when he sang Love Rain Over Me, which was like one of the last songs in the set list, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way he's going to do this. It was like, they could have recorded that show and released it as a CD or a DVD. I'm it was thinking that good. maybe it they was, are. And Pete, Pete wore one of his, um, Union Jack? His jumpsuits. Oh, right. Yeah. From the old days. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I, yeah. He I didn't do that. He was just wearing a, they were just wearing black t-shirts yeah. when we saw him. I haven't talked about this. So Suzanne, uh, the concert wife, Suzanne Mitri, she, uh, she knows a guy that was on the crew. He works one of the cameras. So he invited her uh, to go yeah. and she took me and we had backstage passes. Yeah. You texted me a photo of standing next to his guitars. We were on the, we walked the, we walked the stage before the show. Wow. The full stage. And then he took us to catering and he says, now you can't take pictures of catering. And I go, I, I, I understand that. He goes, but I will tell you, Pete always eats with the band. So Pete Towns is probably going to be up here. So we sit down at a table and I turn and he's like, right, like where these metal thing, he's like that close. He's no, right there. Five feet away. He's five feet away. <laughs> and he, he's eating. He's with his wife and with other people at the table. But they're just, and everyone was there except for, uh, for Daltrey because he's probably, you know, Warm out of his resting, voice. Resting, yeah. Yeah, it worked. Then a woman sits down at our table. We get introduced. And I said, oh, what, what do you do on the show? She goes, I'm, uh, I'm Roger's masseuse. Yeah. And I said, right. uh, no, she was an older, <laughs> she was an older woman. She was a professional. Okay. But I said, uh, are you just here for LA? She goes, I've been with Roger for five years. Oh, that's great. He has a, I guess he's a chiropractor and a masseuse there. Yeah, they're 75 years old. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, what a sweet gig. Well, was he moving a lot more around the stage than yes. when we saw him? Yes. He was, definitely, he was definitely more of everything that night. So that was the last night scheduled on the U.S. tour. That's the la that was the last night of so the tour. So I think they were just letting it all hang out. I think so, too. But no surprise guests or anything? No. Oh, this was a surprise. Uh, Liam Neeson. Not, I say Liam that Neeson. every time. I say Liam it Gallagher. every time. Liam Gallagher. You know why? Because I like Liam Neeson yeah. more than Liam Gallagher. I think everybody does. Liam Gallagher... Who is he's on the schedule to to perform from eight to eight thirty? Yeah, half hour show shows up ten minutes late. Yeah, he's busy. He's got a lot going on. Only plays for twenty minutes. Four songs. He shows up and he says, ah, "L.A. traffic's rough." I'd rather him not even that, perform. Right. A. Just, they don't need an opener. B. No. That's the uh, actions of a guy who knows his. That was the end of the tour, and he's not being hired back, and he's done. No. You know. Yeah. He didn't care. He, I kind of figured out why he might be there. Um, Zach Starkey drums f drummed for Oasis for a while. Oh, I didn't know that. So maybe that's After the, the original guy left? Yeah. Mm. So maybe that's the connection. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, he was a, a zero. He sounded he, terrible, too. What, what was that, four songs? It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Champagne super. No, that was the closer. His voice was not good, either. And then he walked off, and then... Did, I did yeah. see a casting call uh, come through... That he was uh, shooting a video. For like, what? Why? Who should, yeah, I know. People still shoot videos, I guess. 
but they were casting for it here while he was in town. So maybe it was late coming from the video. Coming shoot. from set. You got one job. You know what, you know a what? half hour. Yeah, you know what? Then Show up. You're in, you're in LA. Shoot the video the day after the tour ends. <laughs> right. Stay an extra week, rock star. Doesn't an make asshole. any sense to me. But, uh, but no, we had, a, we had a fantastic time. And we, uh, who was there that night? We didn't see these people, but uh, the actor who played Elton John was there. Oh, yeah, Taron Edgerton. Yeah, I always forget his name. Uh, Ringo was there. Ringo! Because Zach's his son. Nice Ringo side. We uh, saw Chad Smith and Mick Fleetwood. Yep. Uh, he, I did see someone. I'll tell you who I saw. One more person I didn't see. Lukather was there. Okay. Because him and Ringo are like best friends. But we did see, uh, we did see Slim Jim Phantom. From the Straight Cats. And he was working hard to try to get <laughs> down front. Like he was chatting up all the security people. And I kept saying to Suzanne, I go, how long until the, until the phrase... Yeah, I'm John Slim Jim Phantom of the uh, Street Cats. How long until that? He's saying that nonstop over <laughs> nonstop. there right now. Didn't work. They did not let. They would not let him. They didn't down. let him in. Nope. Ooh. We had uh, we had uh, passes on that said we were on the crew, so like we could stand almost anywhere. So we're we're standing in this one section, and all these people kept filing in, and security would come with flashlights and wave them out. And every time they would wave them out, they would turn and point to me and Suzanne and say, "What about them?" And the guy would go, "They're working with the band." And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, suck it. Yeah, we're working with them. <laughs> Not working with is he them. still Slim Jim Phantom or is he Chubby Jim Phantom? Now? No, he's still Slim. Okay, <laughs> and he's got uh, the hair's still pretty good. You yeah, know, he's showing off the tats. The, uh, the tats mm, being no, shown. no. They, That's looked, why he didn't get in. He, he looked like, very cool. He had like like glasses on that were a little bit dark, and he had rock star. a scarf. Yeah, and and he was with a. He was with a, with a woman younger than him, but not but not too young. You know what I mean? Okay, like still not, appropriate. Uh, on the edge of appropriate, oh, right. yes, yeah, so on the edge of appropriate, and uh, she was very attractive, and he he's he's a pretty cool looking guy. I tell you, he lost points that night for not getting backstage. <laughs> yeah. Hey, babe, I'll get you back. I think Ooh, so. You know what? That's got that's got a sting. I actually think you're right. <laughs> yeah, because you know but, we talked a big game. It's like, yeah, my buddies are back. Yeah, I know man. the who, and he had a pass of some sort, but not a pass. Not that, that could, pass. No, he didn't have that pass. <laughs> you didn't. You have, shall not pass. He didn't have. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> He didn't have Mick Fleetwood's pass, no, that's for sure. No, Fleetwood got in. But uh, yeah, we avoided, uh, we avoided seeing, uh, having, coming in contact with anyone. Uh, you ever see Osborne's, Ozzy's daughter? Yeah, we saw- Sharon? Uh, no, not not Sharon. Sharon. Kelly. Kelly Osborne, we saw her Kelly there. Osborne. With a dude that was not good looking. No. <laughs> not good looking at all. Like she could do better because she kind of looked cute. Well, you know, maybe she got daddy issues and- <laughs> Ozzy's not cute? Well, not anymore, he's not- <laughs> Uh, you saw, we both recently watched, uh, rock docs. Uh, I talked about this already, but I watched the, uh, the David Crosby documentary. I highly recommend it. I just watched echo in the Canyon last night. And Danny says, and let me tell you this Netflix. real quick. You will like the David Crosby one because, uh, Cameron Crowe does the interviewing throughout. Oh really? So he's, okay. he's professional. An actual journalist. Yeah. No, yeah. unlike, uh, <laughs> Mr. Jacob Dylan. Tell us about Jacob Dylan stood there and I gotta say, you gotta see it just for, you know, who, uh, Jacob Dylan looks a lot like or vice versa, I should say. There's a lot of Murray Valeriano there. In Jacob Dylan? Yeah, they look, uh, I kept thinking. I think, Murray, when you see I it, think Murray's better looking than I, Jacob well, Dylan. Murray's hair is a little grayer, but yeah. when you see it, All you're right, going to check it out. Tell me I'm wrong. They're both fit. They're both fit? Yeah. Thin, Jacob's even thinner, but uh, no personality, nothing. He would, they would just say these stories and he goes, yeah, that's, that's cool. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, Come that's on, a, man. That's a zero. And this thing, because was, the thing it is, could have been so much better. 
Yeah. And I think there have been documentaries. Mm-hmm. I saw one on James Taylor and Carol King. Yeah, that, that was covered great. a lot of the same ground. That was, I saw that talking about too. the troubadour. Yeah. And it, it, so this is this is ground's been covered a lot. Yeah. So basically, this is just a promo because they did a live concert. You know, Jacob Dylan did all Laurel Canyon songs okay. in a live concert with like Cat Power and Fiona Apple did a song yeah. and Beck is in it and uh, Regina Spector. They all sing. Why don't we do uh, a Laurel Canyon co- concert with the people who actually lived in Laurel Canyon? <laughs> yeah. How about that? How about that's but, a one off? And honestly, the this was obviously filmed like a, just a little before Tom Petty died. Mm-hmm. So Petty's in it. So that was oh, that's that kind of takes you out of it in a little like yeah. it's just great to see him, and David Crosby's in it, Jackson Brown, mm-hmm. and Ringo as well, because they cover a lot of the you know how the Birds inspired the Beatles and the Beach Boys inspired the that's Beatles a, and all that. I mean, that's not a reach, but it, I mean, you get Ringo, but you can't. Is is Roger McGuinn in it? Yes. Is Neil Young in it? Neil Neil Young's a huge admission omission. Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown is in it. Uh, Don but, Henley. Nope. Neil Young is in the closing credits playing like in a studio. They shot him through the studio window, which looks like with a phone. He didn't even, and he's he just didn't even give them out. permission. <laughs> no, no. So I mean, he must have signed off on using his image, but I mean, they, they did not interview him. And did you, I told you I had a Neil Young sighting last week in my neighborhood. Yes, you did. How did he look? He looks like an old man. But you know, he's, he was getting <laughs> into ma- a car. He's married to Daryl Hannah. No. Yes. Jackson Brown's old. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't know that, they no. got married, I think, last year. Okay, two more. The, the, these people have to be. Yeah. In oh, it. and Danny says I liked too. But again, it's a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. If you know all the facts, if you read the like, please kill me or anything like that. And there's a couple of stuff. docs out there too. Yeah. Is is Joni Mitchell in this doc? No, and that's is, a big. Is admission. Graham Nash in this doc? Yes. All right. Even in the uh, in the David Crosby um, documentary, they go to Laurel Canyon and he shows you the house. He says that's the house where Graham and Joni lived. That's the house they wrote our house about it was it's this right here okay yeah so graham nash is in it and um yeah roger mcguinn is a big one steven stills stills is in it stills is he's a little goofy these days he's a little (laughs) off the wall uh crosby admits that he got kicked out of the birds for being an asshole Mm -hmm. he was an asshole who crosby got kicked out of the bird crosby did Yeah. yeah yeah he says that in his it's funny you bring up steven stills the two albums that i've been listening to on my travels this morning are Stephen Stills' first two studio albums? Stephen oh, yeah? Stills, how was it? Stephen Stills too. They're they're fine. Okay. I mean they're good, but there's only uh, only a couple. I just listened to them each once so far. I've never heard them before. So I love the one you're with. Obviously, yeah. you know that. But um, there's only a few songs that jumped out at me like, oh, this is a great song, and the rest is you know, it's fine. Right. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's fine. But it's funny. I looked it up. His second album is called Stephen Stills Two. It, it sold 600,000 copies. It did? Yes, in 1971. Hmm. That's nuts, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, that, that's a gold album. That's big. Yeah. But back then, uh, they were comparing it to Crosby, Stills, and Nash, which is sold a, multi yeah. millions. Yeah. Exactly. All right, here we are. Finally, when we tried to do this a couple of times last week, but the fires were stopping us. Yes. Yeah. This is our third chance at it. It's our third try. We're here. The fires never got to you. <laughs> no, you smelled them though. We smelled them. We could see them. There's ash in the air. But again, I tell people, if the fires get to us, it's, it's apocalyptic. Yeah. As I mean, a, as I wrote to my mom and everybody on Facebook, mm-hmm. thanks for your concern, but mm-hmm. I am not in fire, uh, earth <laughs> mudslide area. Yeah. I am in You're riot uh, civil unrest yeah. area. So it's uh, it's it's weird though, feeling safe from them, knowing that people aren't. 
People oh, yeah. are evacuating and everything. Well, I'm just riding my bike at the beach and I see the smoke going over it, like going out yeah. all over into the ocean. And yeah, you can't smell it. And I, there was fires right. in the Palisades too. I saw the cops, mm-hmm. you know, had their staging area there. It was, it's bad, bad stuff. Like I saw LeBron James tweeted that uh, these fires are bad. We had to evacuate and we've been to like 10 hotels and there's no rooms anywhere. And like, I read a tweet like that and I'm like, you'll be fine. I think you'll get in. You'll, you'll be, you'll and you'll in. be fine. Yeah. Like if your house burns to the, if LeBron James's house burns to the ground, that's, uh, you'll be okay. Yeah. You have friends with a few mansions that'll take you in, yes. I think. But, um, but you know, just the, you know, normal people, <laughs> right? you know, that's who you feel for. People what that, he said, he, he, there wasn't room enough for him to buy an entire floor of a hotel. That was the problem. <laughs> there were no suites. Yeah. <laughs> the like, penthouse was taken. Exactly. It's like, yeah, there's room that just, yeah. Those basketball players, they have to have custom-built beds, though, right? They just can't be comfortable yeah. in a regular size bed. No, Shaq, uh, I've saw interviews with him. He would say, I saw a tour of his house once, and he said he had to like, get custom-sized bed because they were always too small. And the shower, And the shower too. heads are like gigantic. They're like nine feet high, yeah. the showers. And the doorways, no. everything. And, and the kitchen counters, too. Um, imagine if Shaq was just a regular guy. He sells insurance, but he's that big. Oh, life is a horrible. It would be horrible. If you're not famous enough, what I see, like, Six foot eight guys mm-hmm. coming on the plane. Yeah. And it's, unless you can go first class and afford it or business, it's brutal. If I'm, you, I'm six feet and I have a problem fitting in coach. People say if the chair's hitting my knees. If you ask me, do I want to be five foot two or shack size? I would probably take five foot two. I because, mean, life is a lot easier to get through. Yeah. You don't get laid as much though. No, you get, bull- <laughs> you get bullied when you're yeah, a kid. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you one more story. Then we'll start. Uh, Alexi Lawless and I saw a concert Friday night. Oh, was that Rat? We went to see Rat at the okay. Canyon Club. I saw you post some videos. It, first of all, it was packed. It was packed. So, uh, so we get there and uh, it's jammed. So we're standing in the back, and Alexi's tall, so he can see fine. And uh, and I'm not tall, so I'm just. <laughs> but I, but I always find a spot that I can see through. But then there's a woman who's like I don't know. T- she was tall, and she's next to me, and she turns to me and she goes, "Can you see okay?" And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, are you sure? And I said, yeah. And then Alexi turns to me. He goes, I think that woman's making fun of you. <laughs> I, go, <laughs> I go, you think? She seemed very nice. He's like, I think, still think she's making fun of you. I'm like, really? Okay. So well, then she turns again and she goes, honey, are you sure you can see? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And she goes, come here. And then she moves me like in front of, she moves me to the sweetest spot oh, in the place. That was, she was so being she, nice. She was being nice. So I'm like, oh, this is great. So. The show go, you know, the show's going. It's where I have this. I know what the set list is. So there's like three songs left. All of a sudden, a scuffle breaks out. Oh, like boy. right around me. But I just, it, but it, it, it's a split second. It happens, and a guy, someone pushes this guy, and he barrels right into me and like moves me off my feet, and then he falls onto the ground. And then security comes and they grab him and take him out. And then this drunk woman, that's about from me to you. Okay. She turns around. She's got a drink in her hand. She turns around. Now, I want to tell you, at the, at the Canyon Club, they don't give you your drink in a glass. It's a plastic cup. But it's not a plastic cup. It's, it's a reusable plastic cup. So it's heavy, okay. but it's not like glass. The woman turns around, drunk, throws her glass at me. At you. And it hits me. Uh, I'm sorry, ladies. I don't know how else to put it. Well, no, I can put it nicely. It hits me dead center in the crotch, <laughs> full on. And it goes, and, the, and then everything that's in it goes 
all over me. Oh, so now no. I, have, I have splatter crotch and <laughs> I'm not, and it hurt. It hurt. Well, yeah. You, and then immediately you they took come, the full cup of the balls. They come and grab her and take her out. But I'm like, <laughs> why? Why? How old are these people? How old? Uh, you mean the people in the crowd? The, the ones who got thrown out. How old are these people? They're my age. They're like in their 50s. They're in their 50s. And they're still getting in fights and getting drunk. That Acting like complete assholes. assholes. You'd think a rat crowd would be with so much more. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, these people come and they're ready to live the Sunset Strip all over again for one yeah. night. Yeah, they're letting out some frustrations. So that was my drunk did, interaction. That's pretty, why, why is that always you next to the... I idiots? don't know. I'm starting to blame you. I don't know that why. That lady knew she was... She saw what was in front of her. I think she said, you were the cushion. Maybe, you were the buffer. Maybe she wanted a story told about her. <laughs> um, rat in the venue, I thought they sounded pretty great. But then when I watched my videos, it didn't sound great. It was very strange. Well, videos sound like crap. When I see people taping the, you know, the, the amplification is too loud. It blows yeah. out the little speaker on yeah. your phone. It, it sounds like shit. I only do it at the, when I'm at a show because of this podcast. And, and I want people right, to know. Posting I, content. I want people to know I rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 26 minutes in, we're not even on topic. Here we did go. Did Stephen Pearson uh, recognize you? He didn't. We, rec- no, he we didn't. didn't. I mean, okay. he didn't even see me. How was Alexi? Did Alexi uh, protect loved, you he, at all? He, no, because we, we didn't even stand. We weren't even standing like after this woman moved uh, small fry to a nice seat. Uh, yeah. But he, he, he's seen him like 50 times. Oh, really? Yeah. He said he liked the show. I got, you know, I got free tickets, so that was cool. It was a good time. Alexi was a defender. You know, he should be able to defend you. He was a, you he know, didn't even know this was he happening. Was a, he was a World Cup defenseman. Yeah. He didn't even know it was happening. Uh, all right. uh, okay. So our topic today is the music of Blondie. Blondie. I can't believe we haven't done Blondie. Speaking yet. of Danny Says, he was always around, you know, in the CBGB scene. But it, it's funny how at the time they were always labeled as punk. Blondie. And then you listen to this stuff and it's... It's not punk. No. It's new wavy. It's new, yes. Yeah, but it's not punk. I think it was just odd that she was a... A punk unique. icon. Yes. And just coming out of... Well, Talking Heads got labeled punk too. Were and there, they're not... I mean, everybody who came out of CBGB was punk. labeled that. Yes. Was, uh, were there many bands that were fronted by a woman though back then? Oh, no. A at rock CBGB? band? Yeah. I mean, at CBGB. She seemed to be like the one... Yeah, she was mainly the face of the scene. I mean, yeah, it was um, very attractive. Oh yeah, and um, and she admits it. I read the uh, her autobiography, which was uh, which was interesting. I mean, it was cool. Yeah, it's called Face It, and I'm going to be giving four copies away in conjunction with this episode. But you got to be a Patreon person. I'll tell you about that at the end of the show. What would it cost to be a Patreon, Pat? Two dollars a month. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me break it down. I'm going to get you started on this. <laughs> Fifty cents a week. You know who's not worth that? Me. <laughs> you won't even miss it. I'm the guy who can't sell a $1 half-hour comedy special. Yeah, I know. <laughs> $1. It's, it's... Dry bar comedy, folks. $1. But this is... But, and, and, and they'll have it forever, right? Yes, I think, yeah. As long as the website's up, sure. Oh, no, I don't yeah, know how say it you, works. Let's, let's say you sign up for... You, you do it just for a year. $2 a month for a year. That's $24. And then and you win... Let's say you win... If you win one prize, that's the $24. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a $24 book. It's totally worth it. It is worth it. But, uh, Especially you know. when one guy wins everything. Michael Bagford. Bagford. I think he's won 16 times. <laughs> got a whole library. He's, he's, he's won so many times that I forbid him for, to ever not be a part of the Patreon. 
I swear to God, Bagford, I'll come to Ohio <laughs> and I'll take those prizes back. But her autobiography so, is pretty cool. It's it's uh, it's got a lot of. She included like fan artwork that yeah, people have sent really her cool over book. the years it, and talks a, a lot about like you know, pretty personal stuff. Yeah. but this know, book, she's lived a, a pretty interesting life. Yeah, this book is put together very cool. It's it goes above and beyond what we normally see. It's really good. Yeah, it's, so uh, it's laid out really nice. Uh, so here we go. So Blondie, they've been active since like 1976. Basically it's her and Chris Stein, who and, was her boyfriend forever. Yeah. And, uh, they broke up in, I think in the eighties. They're still together. No, 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 no. No, I mean, they're still together oh, as, 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 a, as a band. As yeah. A band. They never and, stopped and, working together. And friends. Yeah. They never stopped working together and, and, but it's basically the two of them. And Clem Burke from album one has been pretty much on along for the whole ride. Yeah. He's there. He's the drummer. There. Yeah. I don't like Your favorite him. guy who you've... No, I'm not a fan of Clint. I know, because you saw him mistreating a woman. It was, uh, it was, a, I did find out it's, it was his wife. Okay. And uh, God love that woman. I don't know what happens behind closed doors, but this guy was willing to scream in her face and yank her by her arm in public. Okay. And then when she tried to get away from him, followed her into the showroom, yelling and berating her. Okay. For, what was she wearing? Have we talked? Uh, I don't <laughs> know what I'm she was sorry. wearing. <laughs> oh, that's a I get that's it. A, yeah, that's a Me Too joke. Yeah. All right. I get it. Is the coffee uh, affecting your uh, yeah, I sinuses? Drink it. Yeah. yeah, see? I put creamer in it. Ah. It's the dairy. A, it's the dairy. I'll try not to sniff. There's it. no real dairy in the, that no, creamer. It's non-dairy, but you know what? It tricks my body into, tricks thinking, my body into thinking that it's dairy. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, let's jump in here with the first album released in 1976. Self-titled. Self-titled. Let me check a out small this. Small label. Small it was, label. It was, a, uh, it was a small local uh, New private York label. stock, and then later re-released on Chrysalis. Chrysalis bought their contract and yeah. by the second album. This is a very cool album cover. Did nothing in the states, really. Yeah. When it came out, it was much uh, took a, took a little bit. Yeah, and then, Europe. They were always bigger in the UK, and I think still maybe. Yeah, uh, they 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 always had much more success overseas. Like from the jump, it took a couple of years for them to take on here. You know. Catch fire here. So it's Debbie Harry, Chris Stein, Clem Burke, Jimmy Destry, and on bass, we got Gary Valentine, produced by Richard, I don't never know how to say this guy's name, Gautier, he produced the first um, Gautier, Gautier. album. Yeah. It's, it's like G-O-T-T-E-H-E-R-E-R. Very hard to say. Yeah. And, that, and, and Craig Leon also uh, produced a couple tracks on the album. So, 1976. 1976. So how many years ago is that? That, that is uh, 45, no, 43 years ago. 43 years ago. Okay, what's your first song, Mike, off of Blondie by Blondie? Uh, this is their first single, uh, originally called Sex Offender, mm-hmm. but because America is very stupid, you know, you know <laughs> Puritan, yeah. we have to change that, so it's X Offender. Here we go. I saw you standing on the corner. You look so big and fine. I really wanted to go out with you. So when you smile, I laid my heart on the line.
with that keyboard, it's very new yes. wave. You know, when you can hear later on, you hear Elvis Costello and stuff with the Steve Naive keyboards. And yeah, it's totally not it's, uh, it's not punk. punk. No. No. Just because it was in CBGB doesn't mean it was Ramones. You <laughs> exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just because they dressed, and even, and even they dressed you, down he, at the time when everybody yeah. was... It was disco, you know? So everybody's dressing up and big, huge stage costumes, and they yeah. dress like they just walked into off the street. And again, early Ramones now sounds like, uh, you know, surf punk or know. sock hop. That's all it was. it was. They were going back to the two-minute song. Yeah, playing a little faster. Yeah. And a little louder. Mm-hmm. All right, my first track off of Blondie by Blondie is In the Flesh. One of my favorites of them. Cover, I believe. I believe you are right. It's not written by Debbie Harry and Chris Stein. Is it? Yep. The one I'm gonna play is a cover. Darling, Next. Darling, darling, I can't wait to hear you So she was in a group uh, before this. It was like a girl group. So when you can hear this, I mean, this is total, you know, what's the, what's the guy's name in prison? <laughs> the guy who shot the woman. <laughs> Producer. Uh, Wall of uh, Sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God, yeah, yeah, my yeah. brain. Oh, man. Spectre. Phil Spectre. Phil Spectre. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, got, it's that kind of feel to it, doo-wop kind of stuff. So it's really a throwback at the time, and that's why it, it kind of stood out back then in the era of... Elton John and mm-hmm. disco. And what is it? This? The song that you're going to play. Oh. No, I'm just talking about the one we just played. Oh, okay. But it is kind of the same thing. <laughs> this is called Ripper to Shreds. And this what? was written by Debbie and, and Chris Stein also. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Ah, it said in the book that this was a... Fun. That is good. This is a good first album. This oh, yeah. is a good debut. I think it gets overlooked, maybe. But you can hear the total 60s influence. Yep, absolutely. Go yeah. groups, doo-wop, the whole thing. Yeah, all songs uh, on this first album are written by members of the band. Mm. Yeah, that's what it says here. That's what Wikipedia Boy. tells me. Well, according to her book, Auto American was the first one that had no covers on it. Hmm. Well, she's elderly, <laughs> so she might have... Got that wrong. Okay, uh, last song from Blondie by Blondie is called Look Good in Blue. You look good in blue. Head and shoulders uh, to lie on. I like some wordplay there. Yes, there you go, wordsmiths. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I think by the end of the year, they're supposed to release a Blondie box set that has all the, the first like six or seven albums all together, bonus tracks, remastered, all that stuff that people like to spend their money on right. again and again. Over and over. Well, we'll get to a couple albums I could have, uh, they can keep. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll hear a (laughs) Siegel uh, theme song coming. Oh, yeah. So uh, the next album comes out in 1978. Seven, I believe. Plastic Letters? Well, this says February 78. Okay, yeah. They Well, they maybe they recorded it then, but... Yeah, yeah, recorded June to to July 77. Oh, wow. But not released till February. And this is on their new label. This is on Chrysalis. Which this, is a London-based label. And this Richard Gohertier produces it. And now we're down to a four-piece. Only four members on the cover of this album. It's Debbie, Chris... Gary Valentine left. I think they still yes. used a couple of his songs. I think the one I'm playing, he may have Yeah, written. and Chris plays bass guitar, and then Frank Infante also plays bass. And mm-hmm. he, they brought him on. They bring him on for the next album yes. as, a, as a permanent... Guy, so what's your first track? I think this is a, a <laughs> look at us. The Gary Valentine, I think, may have had a hand in this one. All right, well, let me look before we play. I know you have all you have all that. I got all the okay. Tell us the song. This is a Touched by Your Presence, Dear. All right, this is a great tune. Yeah, this is great. When we play Excellent. Yeah, that was written by Gary Valentine. Yeah. Yeah. So we still had a hand in there. He was just uh, didn't want to tour. Or he had ideas. He wanted to have a solo career or something. <laughs> okay. How'd Maybe that, you stick around, How'd Gary. that work out? <laughs> yeah, give the band a break, for God's sake. <laughs> One album, and you know what? It's I just know. not working yeah, out. Yeah, I don't think so, yeah, fellas. I'm not into it. Uh, I picked a song off Plastic Letters called Fan Mail. Now, I like Debbie Harry's voice, but she's not like a real belter. Like, she knows exactly what she can do. She stays in her range. And she stays in her range, and she does it. Absolutely. Yeah, and she uh, she never claimed to be, like, a great crooner. Right. And she talks about it as well in the right. book. And just like, you know, I know what I am. And she she acknowledges that her looks had a lot to do with it. And she's like, I don't know, I like sex. It's It sells everything. Sex is the reason you get yeah. you shower in the morning and, yeah. and, I mean, and she, wear things and wear makeup. I mean, it's it's all related, yeah. you know. And she uh, she was always, you know, uh, not is the word provocative. I mean, she would always wear like sheer tops and no bra. And, yeah, yeah. You know, she knew what sold. You know, or maybe she was just comfortable in that. Yeah. You know, I don't like to always say that women uh, dress like that because they're, uh, you know, maybe that they're just comfortable. Yeah, and then. In reading the book, though, one thing that struck me out, I didn't know that much about her personal mm-hmm. life, but yeah. she was always an artist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She always saw, thought of herself as an artist. Yeah. And not, she didn't want to be a pop star, like really 
She was just, it was just part of her art scene. She yeah. studied it. She wanted to go to art college. Oh, yeah, I think I she did music. for a while. Music's she, one of the things I do. She hung out with, you know, in the Warhol crowd yeah. and stuff. I mean, she's you know, been around. She was in New York. For, she grew up in New Jersey, but then as soon as she got to Manhattan, she's like, I'm home. This is it. You know, this she found her crowd and she did whatever job she could just to just be in the art scene. And she drew and did everything, you know, so. Yeah. Now, so, this, the next song you're yeah. going to play is a song. It's definitely a it's written outside of the band. Some yes. guy, Neil Levinson. This is a, uh, an older song. It was called Denise. Yes. And, it was, and she changed it to Denis, the French spelling of a man, <laughs> of Dennis. So it was Denis. And then she added a couple of French verses. I'm and surprised that she just didn't sing it, Denise, because she wouldn't have she cared. She wouldn't have cared, but no. I mean, it worked, though. This was a hit in Europe. I think this was uh, number one, maybe, in the UK or something. Here we go, Denis. Good tune. That's fun. It's fun. Classic Letters is also a good album. Oh yeah, yeah. These really first good. four albums, I'll I can take any day. Yes, I agree with you. Super solid. And then, and, well, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about. That. <laughs> uh, now the thing about Kyle not being here is I you sent me your song, so I saw your list, and so you're you not know, being surprised lot, by any. No, but a lot of these songs I would have picked too. Yeah, but that's okay. I didn't go it, too deep. It, it down made though. me. It made me go deep. For example, right. my next song is called Love at the Pier. written by Debbie uh, Solo. Uh, she wrote that by herself. Good for her. Girls that's can fun. write songs. Hey, wow. That's not patronizing. <laughs> All right, now here we go. This is, the, this, this is the one. This is the one. If you're going to buy one album. This is solid top to bottom. Yes, yes. It's, it never I mean, gets old. This is that magic third album. Parallel Lines. They bring in a new producer, Mike Chapman. Who had... A, a good run with a lot of other bands. The Knack. Yes. Uh, I think Nick Gilder. He was know, a hit he, maker. He's a hit maker. And they knew. They, I mean, it was just a perfect... Pretty, somebody up there paired them yeah. with the right guy. Yeah. If, if, there's a, if there's like, for example, I'm pretty sure he produced the album uh, with Lita Ford's Kiss Me Deadly. Okay. So, I mean, whenever there's like, uh, you're like, oh, who produces? Oh, of course. Mike Chapman. <laughs> he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys. So this is... And now we're a six piece. They were a five piece, then a four piece. Now they're a six-piece, and let's see who else is in the band right now. Yeah, Debbie, Chris, guy, Clem, believe. Jimmy Destry's keyboards. He's still there. Oh, Destry, yeah. Nigel Harrison on bass guitar. There's Nigel. And Frank Infante on and rhythm guitar. Infante and uh, Nigel will had a part to play in the Rock and Roll uh, oh, I'm gonna, Hall of Fame. I'm going to play it. <laughs> oh, oh, you got it? Uh, yeah. I, Ooh, that's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable, and I feel she did the wrong thing. Do you? 
<laughs> Are you being sarcastic? No. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about it, though. I mean, look, when, when, when Cheap Trick played at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Bunny was not in the band. Bunny was in the middle of suing them at the time. And they played with them. And it was great. They really, it was really great. And I think sometimes you just have to suck it up for the fans. I think, but they, okay. So if people don't know what happened, they go up in, what year was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Was it 2002 maybe? Uh, I'm not sure what year it was. So they're inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Frank Infante and Nigel Harrison are included in the group, but they haven't been in since 82. And, you know, they didn't want to play with them. And yeah, these guys Debbie had, didn't want to play with them. And Infante, I believe, had sued them yeah. over the years. And I think maybe Nigel Harrison was a part of that about some kind of royalties or whatever. And or they tried to like save like take the blondie name or some weird ballsy <laughs> yeah, thing to do. It's always something ballsy. And it was money. It all came down to money. Yeah. And they weren't a part of it. But they got inducted with them. And yeah. I think they got to go on stage and say something. Yeah, I think they got to accept. Yes. And but they didn't play. Okay, so and so I think you would solve that backstage. You know, yeah. you have a meeting before and say, look, guys, thank well, they, you for coming. Well, they and, knew they weren't playing. They were yes. being even more so ballsy it, on yeah, stage. Yeah, Infante had to, you know, try to make a public and did an appeal in front were, of everyone. And he didn't have to do that. One guy was almost crying, I think. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This says... Oh, sorry. This, this but anyway, on, Parallel Lines is a Well, wait a minute. I got, this is on YouTube. It says, Blondie's uncomfortable rock hall moments. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what the audio quality will be. Let's hear this is Tom, and here's another KQ Morning Show Rewind from oh, Walzer good. Automotive yeah. Group, walzer.com. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, Hall of Fame or snub, Blondie. What the hell? I don't know. What uh, snubbed. No, nope, actually in the Hall of Fame. What are you listening to? Well, they deserve it. I thought this was going to be the Blondie was the inducted moment. in 2006. Fast Things forward. got uncomfortable on stage when former members of Blondie asked to perform live with the current lineup. They Here's the it? audio in KQ. Oh. This is like one of the greatest gigs you could do as a musician and be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And actually, uh, one thing that could really make it better would be if we could actually perform for you tonight. Yeah. But for some reason, yeah, some of us are not allowed to do that. So I don't know what we could do about that, but I'd like to do that. And I'd like to play, but Debbie, is that allowed? Not tonight. Not tonight. Uh, pretty please. Pretty please, Debbie. Okay, now you're sad, man. Did you see my, my band is up there? Oh, your band. My, I, I thought Bonnie was being inducted tonight. Oh. Sorry. Lee oh. Fox, Paul Carbonara, and Kevin Patrick. All right. All right, Mike, you, you swayed me. Yeah. That's yeah. a dick move. He tried to get the public on his side. I got to give a shout out to the KQ Morning Show. Hey, hey. Skipper <laughs> and JoJo with the boarded. <laughs> okay, parallel we got traffic lines. and weather are the ones. Let's hear tunes. What do you got for us? Okay. So many songs. Hard to pick two songs. I know, but I just picked my two favorites, right. and uh, this is one of them. Hanging on the telephone. I'm in the phone booth. Yes, that is a cover. Mike. That is a cover. Yes, it's a cover by a band called The Nerves. Yeah, they There's, got a tape of it somewhere in L.A. Yeah. and they were listening to it. And I got to say, they got a good ear for 
songs to cover. They do. And this kicks <laughs> off the album. Yeah. What a, what a great way. You drop the needle and you hear the, the telephone. Mm-hmm. It's great. And it's a British uh, telephone ring. Oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they use that one. All right. Good for them. Apparently, they don't like our country. Nope. Uh, I went with, and again, every song's good, but yeah. I went with one way or another. Ah, oh, of course. And she said that uh, she would always laugh when she sees people singing it, like little girls singing it and everything, because she wrote it about a stalker. Yeah. It's about a stalker, basically. <laughs> people don't know what the they songs don't are know. about. They just sing them. Isn't that what Sting said? Uh, Every breath you take yeah. about a... I'll be watching you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess. <laughs> okay. I mean, when I hear it, I'm like, I, don't, I still don't listen to it the way he says it. Speaking of With, biography, autobiographies, you gave me Sting's autobiography. How does that compare to... Just in the look of, of autobiography, just the book compared Sting to Debbie Harry. It's so pretentious, there's no pictures in it. Not one picture. Not one not, picture. It's just not like one photo. It, books are about words. Oh. Did back, you read it? Go strum your loot. Did you read you still have that one? Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I have that in the Nick Lowe one to read. Yeah. They read Nick Lowe first, there's pictures. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is uh, what's your next one? One of my other all time favorites. This is Picture This. All of your all-time favorite Blondie songs will be will be on this album, and they'll be on this album. Yeah, they will be. Here we go. This, uh, this album cover is joyous. It's, it's beautiful. It, it, I get it's, the same, it's iconic. Yes, and I get the same feel when I look at this album as I do when I look at the Get the Knack album cover. Oh, the suits, for it's sure. suits, yeah. And the black the, and white. And it's got the red logo, and she's in a white dress, and it's just... It's and these just, guys are all black suits. With and, the black, and they're and, all smiling, too. Yeah. And she's kind of, she has her hands on her hips. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's, everything about it worked. Yeah. And it, it blew up. How many did it sell? It just says a million copies. It has no, to be more than on. that. It just says platinum one time, but it has to be more than that. Yeah. It was huge around the world. Yes, absolutely. So, so that's a capping off of a three-year run that was yep. busy. And, and they got, said they came back exhausted. They had lost their apartment in a fire, her and Chris <sighs> Stein. They were living in their, their building at a fire. Yeah. They were basically homeless. Well, they're still probably not making money at this point. Yeah. Either. Well, uh, yeah. It wasn't until like a year. At, when this finally hit, they, they could afford a place. But let me close it out. I got one more song. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, this is Will Anything Happen?
we didn't even play their first number one hit off this album, Heart of Glass. Yeah, I know. That single alone went uh, went gold. And that blew them up. And yes. what you gave disco. me. Yeah, disco. And that's when everybody said, oh, they totally sold out, man. It's like, you know, they're, yeah, I'm mean, sorry, a number one hit around the world. And it was huge yes. around the world. You can't get away from it. But the, you gave me a version, an earlier version of that. They just called it the disco song? Yes. Is that included? Is that a collector's thing that you found? Or? That's on the, I think that's on the, uh, a bonus track on the okay. Parallel Lines remaster. And you can hear it. I mean, the bones of it's all yeah, there. Yeah. But they met up with, uh, was it Giorgio Moroder or one of those types of people? One and of it's those like, types of people. We could, uh, we could juice this up a little bit and it became, yeah, Heart of Glass. We didn't, but you know what? I'm not a huge, as huge a fan of that song. No, I enjoy it, but I, I don't hate it. No, you know what I mean? But maybe because it was played so much. Like in 79, that was the song. Yeah, for my musical taste, there's way better songs on Parallel Lines than Heart yeah. of Glass, for yeah. sure. But that's what hit. So now they are famous. I mean, yeah. she is anyway. Yeah, she is. The Everybody fa- knows her. Yeah, and it's, I cannot, this is the thing. If the, the band members, like the guy, this, these guys, at the, they probably started to resent that. But she's your lead singer. Oh, they singer. did later. The lead yeah. singer is always going to get more screen time or magazine time or whatever. And if your lead singer is a beautiful woman. A star. She's yes, a star. Then, wh- then make her happy yeah. so that you guys always have a gig. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Why don't you <laughs> I do think that? no doubt. I think those they guys are it. all friends. I think they're all still friends. Uh, yeah. Well, the first video was basically them, you know, they, they play on that. Yeah. yeah. How, like, the photographer's moving her to the front yes, and pushing them in the back. Yes. I mean, you know. Man, I would ride that coattail. Yeah. Absolutely. The lead look, then don't Frank ha- Infante. Then don't have a lead singer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and see how it how Go back you do. to the garage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, 79. Yeah, they, they finally get a little bit of break that they, at least a few months to just yeah. go back to New York and just chill. And but in the meantime, Heart of Glass blows just up. blows through the roof and now they're really famous. And, and they're smart. Know. They continue to work with Mike Chapman. Yeah. And they, they have to do a follow up. So there's pressure on this one. Mm hmm. And it's, yeah. it's not as good. It's good. It's good. It's and, not as good. And there's no big heart of glass size hit because now they come back to him and, hey, you do. They want to push him in a more disco direction. They're like, whoa, wait a minute. That's, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's not really what we do, but it does have, not all my favorite songs are on parallel lines because there's one on this one and that's the one I brought. This is uh, Dreaming. One of my all-time faves. I'll say it again. Clem Burke is going off in this. Yeah, I mean the way. Song. I mean, it is drumming you, yep, full you, stop. You hear him beat those drums. Imagine what he does to a woman. Oh, you! <laughs> this song also that kip kicks off the album. Yeah, in grand style. Absolutely, and there's great footage of them playing this on Saturday Night Live. So, and Clem Burke is really. Yeah, I mean, this is his time. It's to his shine. song. It's, it's his, his time song. to shine. Nothing's huge. Always. Uh, the song I picked is a song called Die Young, Stay Pretty. 
deteriorate in your own time. (laughs) But you can see they're already starting to play with reggae and all these different sounds that will come to full fruition in the next album. Unfortunately. (laughs) I mean, I don't mind a band experimenting a little bit, but... mm, They have a lot of different influences, but um, yeah. And then once once you're successful, you're like, well, now we can experiment a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, this would, she also started getting into acting. Yes. Because she's no, so famous now. And she yeah. did a, a movie called Union City. She was also in Videodrome. Yep. And then uh, Pat Benatar is also in Union City. Is she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know and that. And both artists on Chrysalis. And I think this song was going to be used in the movie, or at least the theme song for the movie, and mm-hmm. it didn't get used, but they put it on the album. This is Union City Blue. Well, it's a win for Blondie. Yeah, this is a good song. Tune. Great tune. I uh, my next song was one that was released as a single. This is Atomic. It's a big single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is kind of a disco follow up. Yes. Around this time, there's another gigantic Blondie song from a movie that we're saving for the playout song. So we'll talk about that when we get there. So if you're at home and saying, "How hey, did what hey, the, why the didn't thing? you play the thing?" and you'll that, hear it, you'll hear it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's actually it's not even on one of their albums. It's on their greatest hits, but it's a, it was a soundtrack only song. Yeah, yeah, or a single, whatever which, you want to call it, which was enormous, enormous around the world, and it's great. Yeah, and would that come out after? Eat to the beat. That or? comes. I'll tell you where it comes. It comes. I think it did. The movie came out in like eighty. Yes, American that, Gigolo. That comes out between uh, Eat the Beat and, and Auto American, and Auto which American, is next. which is next. And so now they're as big as they'll ever be. She does the Muppet Show. Yes. <laughs> she goes on that. She's uh, huge. She tries to bang Kermit on that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, she gets in a fight with uh, Miss Piggy because mm-hmm. Miss Piggy's not having it. No. Oh, also, I want to comment again on the on the album covers because. Uh, the uh, Eat to the Beat's a great album cover. Like they 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 haven't they haven't dropped the ball yet on their album covers. And I like the cover for Auto American. They're like on a roof. Yeah, it's like rooftop a, in I New York. What, yeah, it's like a Dolly painting. Not Dolly. There's a Vargas painting. Yeah, cover. and it's got to, it's got a yellow border. It's 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 just really cool. Like it's these album covers would really jump off the shelves. Yes, and, and they're working with Mike Chapman again. And now we are now in the '80s, November 1980. Auto American comes out. And it's like uh, they they decided they didn't want to go in the direction that the business and turns out a lot of the fans wanted them to go, <laughs> and uh, they they tried all genres oh, in one. Yeah. So there's uh, there's disco, there's swing music, kind yep. of. There's yeah, there's a lot crooning, of crooning. Yep. 
And so they try this 1930s crooning type thing, and this is called Here's Looking at You. <laughs> hey, you. It's a seagull stinkaroo. Hit it, boys. Uh. My initial sprayed across the pavement. Coming to your private interview. Talk to me now. Step into my room. We'll have a word or two. If I ever had a million dollars. If okay. I didn't now get here I, Look. Now here I am, 13, holding my copy of uh, Parallel Lines going, what the, uh, what? <laughs> what did you do? Why? This album still sold, went platinum because... Two hits on it. Yeah, and because they're riding the, the, the wave of two big albums. They're as, as big as you could be in the business right now. You don't expect them to let you down. No, no. But they, but they did. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and Are I you picked, playing one of the hits? Oh, yeah, here we go. This is big. Tide is high. Yeah. Cover. two number one hits on this, this album. This is a number one hit, and then are you playing the other one? I don't think I have that other one queued up. Hold on, let me see. I don't I like... Okay, the other one is Rapture. The other one's Rapture. Which I am not a fan. She's credited for starting, inventing rap. <laughs> yeah, Rapture, no, I mean, I the first white person to do it. I don't... I don't... But I again, with it, artists, but I didn't pick it. So they were living in New York at the time, and they saw, you know, coming out of the punk thing, the other thing that was happening up in the Bronx was this other, which was basically punk for them. Yeah up there and they really they liked it you know so yeah. they wanted to include it and they put fab five freddy in it and they name <laughs> yeah. dropped him and yeah. and uh they i think jean-michel uh, basquiat the artist is in the video i think you're right and uh so they were they liked the whole scene it was number one and uh, it did work but who, who are we to say it just oh, i cringe every time i hear it when she's rapping through oh, it I know. oh boy i should have brought it but i don't even have it i don't even have it on this computer but oh what? really no. yeah I, but you know it people yeah you know so i did find one song i kind of kind of liked kind of liked on this album and this is called go through it Finding something I liked. Yeah. You know, if I wasn't going to play Rapture, I, I... It was tough. It was tough on this album, man. I didn't... I did not dig it. They're also in the movie Roadie, I believe, they too. Are. They, they are. They are. Uh, they talk about... She talked about that in the book. They play uh, Ring of Fire, the Johnny yep. Cash song. I think it's on the soundtrack yeah. of Roadie. She said Meatloaf was a wild guy. <laughs> wild guy. I bet. 
blowing out his voice every day. <laughs> uh, my next song on Auto American. It's funny that we didn't. Neither one of us picked Rapture. It's because we don't like it. <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> Even song, though it was a big hit. Yeah. This is called Walk Like Me. We didn't pick Heart of Glass either. So that's true. <laughs> Too many good ones. Yeah, I know. Song. That one's all right. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny they never they never did the thing though where they just put Debbie on the front of the album cover alone. Alone. Yeah, that would have been pretty. Yeah, obvious. but I mean sometimes that happens. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, because she was blonde, so people think she's blonde. That's her name. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's not her name. It's the band name. Now the the one thing about this auto American cover is she's on the cover and then there's there's quite a bit of space and the guys are in the background and then the band and then the guy that's i don't know which member it is because it's so small here on the on the uh, computer but the guy who's the furthest is really he's really (laughs) tiny like i think chris might be next but it's then it's just like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's almost like they're in order of importance (laughs) it's the almost famous scene it's like i can tell you want to get into it how can you tell i'm just one of the out of focus guys All right. Uh, Don't you see, man? The cover is everything. The t-shirt is everything. Speaking of covers. Oh. Here we go. They continue to work with Mike Chapman. Okay, so there's a two-year layoff. Yeah. And now... Because they're probably really touring a ton. Yeah, and... uh, Coking it up. Yeah, and things are starting to uh, dissolve. And they're starting to get at each other. Mm -hmm. And they're at each other's throats. And, you know, and Auto-American didn't do what they want. And they, despite the two hits and it went platinum, but you know, they, they lost they, a lot of their yeah. core fans. I right. Think. They, they want to, you want to keep moving up. Yeah. Like and, million, then 2 million then 3 million. It's just and, staying steady. And she talked about the fact that they, they kept trying for it to be like a democracy and everybody gets a voice. And then sometimes you just got to say no to people. Yeah. And now these other guys are trying to get more songs on, you know, after they, they didn't like this direction. Here's, you know, I think they wanted to go back to, Parallel lines too, you know. Here's what I'm going to say about the democracy thing. Our friend Chip Chinnery was in the Acme Comedy Theater for years and years. And he would always say, come see my show, come see my show. And when you would go to see an Acme show, every member of the cast got to write so many sketches. And those sketches, every member of the cast had to have like two sketches in each show. And let me tell you something, that hurts the show. But the reality is some people are much better at it than others. Yeah, there's some, and look, not saying that that person isn't a great performer, but they're not a good writer. And you, you, would, you should want the show to be good. Yeah. You should want the album to be good. You know, I think there's a story about, uh, I think it's in Behind the Music where um, John Fogarty says the other guys in the band are like, hey, we write songs too. We want to write some songs. And he's like, all right, on the next album, we'll all write three songs. Yeah, and it bombed. It bombed. His, and his three songs are the best three songs. <laughs> exactly. And the other songs blow. <laughs> so let the guy do what he yeah. does. Shut up and hey, play your bass. Yeah, well, you guys can write "Proud Mary." Yeah. Then you can get a yeah, you can get a song. God, all right. So, well, that's you know that's what that was George Harrison's big, you know, problem in the Beatles. They were giving him one, one song aside. 
Well, you know, and and he had to go when you got Lennon McCartney. Yeah, you got to stop plagiarizing, George, (laughs) and we'll let you put a song on. All right, so you got uh, you. And now, so it's two years later, and then we go to the Hunter, and I don't think they're with Mike Chapman anymore. No, they are. Oh, they are. They are. But obviously, he doesn't have a lot of control anymore. Yeah. And this album, I did not like. No. It is not good. It's not good. It's not good. It, it, and we, uh, let me see, we picked the exact same two songs on here. Oh, really? Because it's not... It's awful. It's, there's nothing. There's I nothing. Couldn't, I couldn't get anything out of it. Let's man. play your first song. You ready? This, yeah. And there's a video. There's a video for this. I, I didn't see the video. And, this, and now this album cover's not good. Right. No. Purple with the... With their hairs the, all big and crazy. Yeah, and the bones, the, the logos are like made the of hunter. bones. Yeah. The hunter. Like it's a headhunter kind of thing. 1982, the hunter. Here we go. It's a seagull stink Calypso. Yeah. Me still holding my Parallel Lines album, crying. In Babylon, on the boulevard of broken dreams, my willpower at the lowest hill. Oh, what can I do? I play this on the cruise ship on the Lido deck. <laughs> you should come up to this. <laughs> Okay, I think you get the point. The Island of Lost Souls. Now, that's I, their single. That's kind of, you know, I'm the record company's got to be like, Compared what? to the rest of the album, I like that song. Really? That's how bad this I album is. I think this is. was a minor hit in uh, Europe. I think it's it was. so terrible. <laughs> it's not good. Well, you, we're not going to hear much of this album. And that's again, the single. That's, that's the, the single. single. Now, there's a song on this album. It's Again, we picked the same two songs. The next song is For Your Eyes Only, which was written... And submitted to be the James Bond theme song. To be song the James Bond the theme movie. song. Uh, the producers liked it, but they went with a song written by Bill Conti, which was sung by Sheena Easton, which, which is, was a big hit. And it's a better song. It is. And it's the only time that uh, the person who was singing the song appears in the opening credits of a James Bond movie. Oh, she was Sheena in it? Sheena Easton is in the opening credits singing. Oh, yeah, right. As stuff's floating around and right. everything. She's, it's pretty cool. And uh, so this is this is Blondie's, and it's not a bad song. This isn't no. a bad song. No, this one for your eyes only. Yeah, here we go. It sounds like a Bond song. Yes, I can picture it. Now look, had, had I never heard that Sheena Easton song before, this that'd works be, for me. That'd be cool. This works for me. I'm, I'm bored. And you knew what the producers were thinking. It was like after they just had the biggest hit in the world with another movie soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. On, you know, yeah, let's American Gigolo. Let's get them on board. She so it's be, not a bad She song. could have been a Bond girl. Sure. Yeah. Um, she could have been Sheena Easton out there in the credits. And yet and yet, Madonna got, uh, got to do it once. Yeah. And that's a fucking terrible song. <laughs> Wait, Dying which one? Is, Dying Dying another, another Day, Dying yeah, another that, day. that's not good. And then she's in the, the movie. Mo- and the movie's terrible. And Everything the movie's is terrible. terrible. So bad. Ugh. 
I was wondering, uh, here's my prediction who does the next, the next Bond movie comes out in April, 2020. Mm. So um, if we were just working backwards, the last Adele did one Adele. Well, the last one was done by Sam Smith. He won an Academy award for it. The one before that was Adele Skyfall, a fantastic one. She won an Academy award for it. So now working forward, it was Adele and then it was a girl and then a guy. And so now it's going to be a girl and I'm not going out on a very long limb on this. (laughs) Okay. But I, because they haven't announced it yet. I think it's got to be Lady Gaga. Yeah, I mean, that, coming that, off of uh, coming off of the uh, what's the movie Stars Born movie? It seems almost like a given. It seems like a given, right? That it's yeah. going to be Lady Gaga, unless they go real young and maybe they let this Billie Eilish do one. Oh yeah, that's that's because she's got the a quality in her voice that would lend itself to James Bond. I could see that, but um, yeah, this one would have worked. This one would have worked. This is not a bad song. You know what didn't work? The album, The Hunter. <laughs> no. So basically, this broke up the band. This was, Breaks up this the was band. done, and they were done for 17, 17 years. 17 years. 17 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, 17 years. Did they tour? I mean, they didn't. They were. No, no. What? Chris Stein got really sick. Yes, he got and sick so, with some weird disease, right? Yeah, it was like a skin. Um, uh, it had some weird name to it, but it's. Uh, and they did. It was bad. It was bad. He was like in the hospital for a while. They thought and, he would die. Yeah, and she would sneak him in heroin to uh, well, ease his pain. Well, she's a naughty nurse. Yeah, and she said, "I'm not proud of that now." But he was in so much pain; it was the only thing that was working. Wow. And to get him through it, they had lost their house. They had to sell their. I mean, they had lost a lot. Well, and she stayed with him though. I blame it on the life. hunter. Yeah, <laughs> you guys blew it. <laughs> so they couldn't really tour to support this, right? And I think they canceled the European tour and everything. So it was just, it was over. Yeah. It was over. And he was, he was dying. I mean, they thought, didn't think he'd make it. He was in really bad shape. And eventually, by the end of the 80s, they had split. And she does solo albums. Yeah. She does some solo albums. She did a solo album before uh, The Hunter, too. I yeah, think I think you're right. Called Cuckoo, mm-hmm. which was a, didn't really take mm-hmm. off Her either. solo stuff doesn't really take off. No. But again, that was, those were another things that she was trying everything. And you As an artist, th- she's trying everything. And you would think that the lead singer of the band would leave and have a gigantic solo career. I mean, like, Belinda Carlisle has more solo albums than the Go-Go's. And she had a wildly successful yeah. solo career. But it, that didn't happen for Debbie. And to her credit, she, she gave up a lot to stay behind and stay with Chris Stein and, mm-hmm. and help him. So that kind of worked. But then in, I think they, they would do some one-off shows or something but she couldn't picture doing blondie without him right because it was really always the two of them yeah and so yeah they didn't until 99 they do another album 99 an album and they have a hit no exit they have they have a hit that's as good as any of the songs that we that are or their other hits do you like it really I, I lo- liked it, but... I yeah. loved it because it caught me so off guard. Yeah, it caught everybody off guard. Because the last thing we heard was The Island of Lost Souls. <laughs> and you and I picked the same two songs off this album because I'll tell you, the album's not good. Yeah, I do like these two songs. Yes, though. but this album's not good. And the single is so good that it leads you to believe that you're going to get something and then you don't get that. Exactly. So here's the song. This is the single. Maria. Coming from the rain Don't you wanna make her? Don't you wanna take her home? 
we're back to a four-piece. It's just uh, Debbie, Chris, Jimmy Destry, and, and Clem. Clem Burke. The meat of it, basically. Yeah. And it's cool. Another cool album cover. See, the thing about this song, when, you know, I, it was released in 99. I was living out here. I think it was probably driving around. They came on the radio and said, oh, okay, coming up, New Blondie. And I was like, New Blondie? Like, <laughs> right. it wasn't even on my radar. And then this came on, and I was like, well, oh, my God. That's They're amazing. Back. And, like, I bought this album the day of release, and I put it in. And wildly disappointed. Because, <laughs> again, that song gets you so excited for what is not right. a great album. And, again, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's 59 minutes because it's like, well, we got all this space. Let's fill it up. Yeah, there's filler in there. And uh, yeah, tons of filler. You so. had 17 years to write <laughs> on your deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Jimmy Destry wrote Maria. He brought yeah, that yeah. to the band. So uh, that was the smart single because... It's the best song in the album. It is. It is. And the other song we both picked is uh, Nothing Is Real But The Girl. Yeah, and that again is written by Jimmy Destry by himself. And these were two of the four singles. Four singles? Yeah. Four. Little, that's reaching. So, uh, yeah, but it's not good. It's, so thanks, um, Jimmy. And again, <laughs> you, you sent me your song. So I yeah. saw that you picked Maria and that. So I went through the album. You couldn't find anything, could I you? couldn't find any other two. I couldn't. Yeah, I Those couldn't were the two. So something. I'm like, well, I gotta, it has to be these. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the... They get renewed life. They get renewed life. So they're back life. out and they're touring a lot now. Yeah, because they can play. They can play. Yeah. two or three songs off this, and then all those hits, and that's it. And people right. want to see you sell it. tickets because they haven't seen it for fifteen years. Usually, give there's like a twenty year span before you're out of touch. You know, people have moved on, and then you give you know ten years after your peak. You know, your core has kind of yeah. moved on to other things, but another ten years later. Now they're retro. They're, they're retro. in their 30s and 40s, and then they have some money to spend. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's go see Blondie. I used to love them when I was, you know. And so you need about a good 20 years. I want to find out how. Uh, and this isn't fair because I'm not checking to see how old the guys are in 1999 because no one's looking at the guys. No, of course. So Debbie Harry was born in 45. Yep. So in 1999, she's. She 50, she's 54. 54. All yeah. right. So she looks great. Yes. She still looks great. And sound good? Sound, sounds good? Sounds good, yeah. When did we see them? What we saw tour? them in 2005 or 2006. It was when they were touring... The, curse, the next album. The next album, which they toured, which came out in 2003. The Curse of Blondie. The Curse of Blondie. Again, I, uh, this album's kind of cool. It's got... It's like orange and red, and it's got like a flame circling around the band. But... Um, no. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> it's not. Let me see. I think... Let me see. You're like, here's the big follow-up. We didn't pick the same ones again, did we? No, no, no. I was able to, I was able to find something else on this album. Because I do like this album better than No Exit. I do too, but, but it's, it's just still... not, it's not good. So this one I picked was called Rules for Living. Here we go. 
So, you know. They and, try to update their sound yeah. a little bit. And again, I, d- I didn't run right out and buy this one because no. no exit disappointed me so much. But eventually, I think I found it used somewhere and gave it a whirl. And I'm like, eh, it's better, but it's not, it's mm. not parallel lines. No, it is. It's not. They never redid that one, but... No, they never... As much as we want them to. They just can't... Yeah. And you'll see later on, you can kind of tell in that last one, and what we'll play later on, is that they tried to like modernize their sound yeah. to whatever was hot at the time. Do what you do. Yeah, but... Does Ario Speedwagon try to modernize their sound? <laughs> no. But as, you know, you're always creating as an artist. I know. Tell we, Paul McCartney that. You, we want him to do the old stuff. <laughs> he keeps making it. He keeps trying. I don't mind Paul's solo stuff that For much. For you. Well, I don't like that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Okay, the song I picked. Say, say, say. <laughs> I don't like that. I know, nobody does. <laughs> um, the charts liked it. I know. Uh, okay, my uh, first song off The Curse of Blondie is uh, Goldenrod. It rocks. It is heavier. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with these Blondie albums. This album's got 14 songs, and the song lengths, 5 minutes, 523, 512, 643, 5 and a half minutes. That, a Blondie songs need to be three and a half, four minutes. Most people's do. Yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> we get the point. Stairway to heaven? <laughs> I don't need it. All right, what's your next one? Uh, I found one called uh, The Last One in the World. Like a Foo Fighters, Chili Peppers kind of sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind this song either. Yeah. They now, tried to get a little heavier. I don't know who the producer was on that. A uh, guy named Steve Thompson, I think. Uh, now the thing is, when I say I don't mind that song, it means I don't mind the 30 seconds we're listening to. Yeah. It doesn't make me want to go... After the fifth it, minute? Yes, it doesn't make me want to <laughs> go put this, uh, this CD on. But I have one. Hold on, what do I got? This is called End to End. You get it. Yeah, yeah. 
But I think uh, around this time they maybe changed out uh, labels again. Well, yeah, they're just on. They're just on. No, by this time, uh, the Curse of Blondie may have been still their last. Was that their last major label? Uh, uh, Sanctuary Records. Okay, maybe not then. But I think they realize when these older acts come back and into a new record business, then they're going, oh, yeah. these things don't sell anymore. No, you know, so no, it was nice to get a, even a huge chart single like Maria. Yeah, still doesn't translate the, into the label, tons of yeah, album sales. The it's, label when that came out, they were probably like, here we go. Yeah, seventeen we, years later, they're like, we got the new Bondi hit. Yeah, this is no. a different business. How are you doing on your uh, put money in the meter? Uh, I'm on the street, so I got 25 minutes. Okay, let's keep going. Yeah. So this is around the time when you and I saw them. Was that the first time you saw Blondie? Yes. Me too. That's the first and only time I've ever seen so them. So we never saw them in their heyday. No. No. But they were good. They were good. Uh, they opened for the new cars. The new cars. Was that where, what it was? Yeah, it was at the Universal Amphitheater. Yes. The new cars closed. I was shocked at that. Because I know they have all those cars hits and, and Todd Rundgren singing, but it's not the cars. It's the new cars, but they closed and they were good. Yeah. I totally thought Blondie would be closing that show. They were, I think Blondie on their own, they just don't sell Mm -mm. the tickets that the cars, even, even light cars light sell. You know what I mean? No, Blondie's a way better live band than the cars because we saw the cars also. Well, solo, neither one of those acts are filling the, that Mm-mm. amphitheater. So they had no. to double up. Yeah, they double up. Yeah. So, this, so now I think they have a, what, an eight year layoff or something? Eight years. Like after. Yeah, these two albums, I, like, okay, we got our big hit and now we're going to follow up. And then when the follow up does nothing. I mean, after The Curse of Blondie, I thought there would never be another Blondie yeah, album. Yeah, I think most people did. So now, the, now they're on what, their homemade album? <laughs> Is it like homemade they're, label? They're on a 5 7. And then in yeah. Europe, they're on EMI. Okay. And this is, um, and again, this is a cool album cover. Yeah, Panic of Girls, which Panic I don't know what girls. that means. But I got to tell you, listen back on this, I like it. I like this album. We picked the same two songs. Come too. on, really? We did. But, but these I are great little, songs. Yeah, I had a little harder time picking two on this one. Yep, eight-year layoff gets some creative juices going. I just, I, uh, I like this album. I like it better than the other new ones. Well, let's hear it, Mike. Stop okay. saying you like Sorry. it if we're not going to play it. I'm telling you. I'm, try- <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling I'm you. I'm angry at you. This is called What I Heard. Same old story again. But if you want to be my friend, it's really got to end. Same old story. You told me you were done with us. And I believed every word. And now I wonder what I heard. I think there's got to be like a, a piece in knowing that, okay, these things aren't going to sell. Let's just make stuff we want to make right. and let's have fun. Now here, So this sounds like a more fun album yes. than the last one. And I will tell you this, it, this album is only 42 minutes. It's got 11 songs and one, two, three, four, five, six, six of the, six of the 11 are in the three minute range. And yeah. the other ones are all four minutes, nothing over four something. And that's all you need. That's, and that's all why you I think need. it's fun. Yeah. So I picked that song, and then I also picked the other song that you picked, which is called Mother. Okay. Mother, 
Now, Mike, you and I have a good ear for radio because the two songs we played were the two singles. Yeah, they, they, they didn't do anything. But no, but there's a video, I guess, for Mother. Yeah, so we should be record executives. Yeah. We know what, we know what the kids like. Yeah, we know. We're, we're, in, <laughs> we're in the biz. So they keep touring, you know, and now they, they acknowledge, hey, we're, we're nostalgia, I don't want to say nostalgia act, but... We're veterans of the rock scene. But they're still making new music, and this one is a single, the one I brought next. Well, they actually It's a do. cover, and I don't know why it exists. That's my problem. Not that I hate it, but I think it's unnecessary. And they did, they did, I'm not going to play them, but they did make, uh, they did four uh, direct-to-digital singles. They did a song, here, I'll tell you what, I'll just fly through them, then we'll play yours. Uh, first one, I'm just going to like play a little bit of each okay. one and just jump. So it's uh, Bride of Infinity, Dead Air, and something called Practice Makes Perfect. And we're going to play those right in a row. Here we go. I just took these from the top. I shouldn't have. Never. Stupid. Go a minute in. Wow. That's very heavy. That sounded like Metallica when it came on. Right. All right. Here's a song called Dead Air. could be our theme song. <laughs> Dead air. Start a minute in and all these. Shut up. <laughs> what mattered most made matters worse. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, then this is Practice Makes Perfect. Latino now. Ooh, salsa. Didn't they learn from the island, the island of, Lost, of Souls? Lost Souls? Okay, and then this is the one you brought. Yeah. It's a cover. No, it's a cover, and everybody knows it. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Just, just stupid. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Rock on. I don't even like the original. I, you know, I never was a fan of that song no, either. I'm not a fan of it. David Essex. Yep. Boo. So three years later. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> so uh, three years later, then we get uh, Ghost of Download. And this, I'm not a fan either. They really went into technology on this one. Yeah, and I think and wasn't this in a... a it accompanied a greatest hits or something. They re-recorded the greatest hits, and I brought a couple of those. And I guess that again is for advertising purposes and stuff. But let me—I just got to check this out. Uh, Ghost to download, yeah. Ghost to download, thirteen songs, yeah, twenty fourteen. Here we go again. <laughs> them trying to do their thing. So you picked a song called "Relax," and you have three. Yeah, this is the this is the cover of the Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Relax, and you have three points that you want me to jump into well, yeah, because they just did a they just did do a straight cover they messed with it a bit so if you're going to do something do something different right. so yeah it's first take it at 57 or, or relax don't or, do don't it don't do it <laughs> okay 57 is the first dropping okay, here yeah. we go Put it in the right direction. Make 
and then there's another. Okay, now we're going to so jump to that. two minutes and four, 54 seconds. <laughs> Let me find it. Now it's a little more straightforward. All the, right, and then we're going to jump to four minutes and 28 seconds because the song's way too long. It is. But they're doing a lot. At least, at least yeah. they're changing it up each time. So the middle section was pretty much yeah. a straight cover, and then they messed with it on both sides. But so. again, five minutes and 49 seconds. I'm not saying it's necessary. Right. <laughs> this saying. is one of those songs that plays when you go see like a, when you go see like a Seagal movie, and he goes into a, a club to find the villain. <laughs> this is what's playing sure. in, in those clubs that never exist anywhere. Well, speaking of that, she had a, a solo song on the Scarface soundtrack that also didn't go anywhere that's playing when he walks into the... Nightclub. Speaking of walking into a nightclub. Oh, really? Way back in 1980. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited for The Irishman? I'll, yeah. I want to see it. Did you watch Dolomite? I did not. Is it good? Yes. I want to see it. It's really good. Okay, I'll watch it. Because first of all, I didn't know anything about Rudy Ray Moore. I, oh, you didn't? I, him I do know. I mean, I knew he was like one of, he made those party albums like yeah. Red Fox. Filthy. Yeah. He was filthy. But I didn't know, but I didn't know about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then. Um, An interesting story, though. Right? He, he did yeah. it all himself. Yeah. And this, uh, this movie has a lot of heart. And I hear like Eddie Murphy, it looks like he's having a good time. He does. And he gained, I don't know if he gained weight for the part, but he always looked, he's been keeping himself pretty fit lately. But in this movie, he's, he let himself go. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's also, what, 60? Uh, I think 59 like or 50, 60. Yeah. And then um, what else? But I laughed a lot. But I had a smile on my face the whole time because it just—it's—it's it's kind of a feel-good, right. positive message movie. I mean, right. yeah, I definitely see it. Try to watch it before poker so we can talk about. Okay. it. <laughs> All right. Usually at poker, there's some guy that hasn't seen something. He's like, ah, don't, don't spoil shut it. up! I don't want to know. Um, like I might—I'll probably go watch it again because it's on Netflix. All right, I'll go see it. All right, goes to download. My first song is oh, I, I really do like this song. It's called Winter. like that tune. I really yeah. do. That's not a bad one. No. And the one I, the other one I have was one called uh, A Rose by Any Name. A Rose by Any Name. Here we go. Black and red
So they went heavy into the uh, technology on yeah, this. Yeah, but I do like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, and my next song off Ghost of Download is called Take It Back. All right, so yes, included with the Ghost of Download, or just Ghost of Download, was something called Greatest Hits Deluxe. Is it, do you, mind, do you pronounce it Redux or Redo? I don't know. R-E-D-U-X. Anyway. So, and they tried to, uh, they tried to keep them like the same length as the originals and, you know, do the best they could. So this is, this is Heart of Glass. Oh, this, yeah. is the, this is the... This is what we didn't play before. Yeah, this is 2014... Re-recorded greatest hit. This is Heart of Glass. Okay, now the music should sound the same yeah. because you know what she I mean. She sounded a little different. A little different. But is the point of this was this about copyrights and? I think they can sell these versions to commercials and they you get don't have them to clear and, it. and they get the money. Yes, I think. So a lot now, of bands are doing that. So now, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to play because you hear that and you go, oh, that's not bad. So I'm going to play the original Dreaming, and then I'm going to go into oh, no. the new one, and okay. we'll see. Just to, just to, just so you see. Here we go. That's the original. That's the original. Okay, should I jump it? Go ahead. Not terrible. Drums are still on point. Yeah. He's been practicing in the lobby of the Mud Crutch show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But then, like I said, there's no need to have there's that no as, a, as a customer, no. as a fan. Right. But that's, that's for them. If they want to go sell whatever, they're free to do it, yeah. but don't sell it to me. <laughs> you know? so, go sell that to Nike right. or whatever you're going to do. So now at this point for me, I, don't, I, don't, I, I write reviews for Pop Culture Beast, so I'm not dropping any money for Blondie music. So that, that album and... The, the next album, the last album we're going to cover, Pollinator, I got for free. Okay. Now. 2017, Pollinator. This is a good album. Like, I would say the first four and then Pollinator's the next really good album. Okay. That's, that's my opinion. I, I really did enjoy this album. She did talk about it in the book saying that, you know, that we wanted to get back to kind of like our roots rather they than because they went full technology and the old, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they really embraced new technology. And then now it's like, let's just get back to... To Roots. So I took one, and they actually teamed up with their old friend, Joan Jett. Like, her and Joan have been friends for a mm-hmm. long, long time, and they've remained friends. So this one is called, it kicks off the album, I believe. Yep. It was Doom or Destiny. Featuring Joan Jett. Featuring Joan Jett. Through it, through it all, you're trying to stall. It's clear as a crystal ball. 
good tune. There you go. Two minutes, 54 seconds. Yep. That's all you get, need. Let's get in and out. I like the cover of this album, too. I'm talking a lot about the covers. That's usually what Kyle yeah, it's does. The bee pollinating. How good am I today with the cueing? That's pretty good. Finally, finally you got to get this it. down. After 30 episodes, <laughs> I finally got it. Uh, my song, first one off Pollinator, is a song called Long Time. Has a little bit Ooh, of a yeah, heart of glass. That's good. There's a song written by Sia on this album, too, called Gravity. Cool. I don't think I picked that one. I don't think you picked it. Well, I picked one called My Monster. Here we go. You just wait. Yeah, you just wait. And suddenly we go. Written by Johnny Marr. Oh, right. I got one more. It's called Best Day Ever. This one's written by Sia. Oh, this one. This is the one. Break up. Make up. Break up. This will go on forever. Break up. Break down. Take a break and we get back. Yeah, I like this album. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. They seem to be having fun again. Yeah. It's been a long ride. It has it's been, been a long ride. And they're still, they're still out there. Yeah. They're still doing it now because yeah. it's like that's how they make a living now. Absolutely. Were they here recently? Mm, yeah, I think they're here in the summer with Elvis Costello, mm-hmm. which sounds like a weird double bill, but I guess it's not. No, I think that fits. Who nice. opens that show? Oh, Blondie, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Can he follow? Can he? Because, I mean, he he's got, follow. he could follow if he plays the right set list. He sure. can follow. Sure, but there are a lot more. I think there are a lot more his fans coming out to that. Show. I believe you're right. Yeah, I think they played the Greek. Yeah. All right. Let's do some promoting. And do what? Are, you, are we going to have lunch, or do you got to go somewhere? No, I don't have to go anywhere. I, I add to lemonade. I might get a little coffee or something. You don't want to have lunch? Why are you, are you pressuring me to have lunch? Did you have? Did you eat yet today? I, yeah, I ate. You ate lunch? Yeah, I didn't want to be starving through this. What'd you have for lunch? What, what is this? What, what are you, my diet? What you had for lunch? Tell me what you had. I okay. actually had, you know what I had? I bought some uh, vegan sausages right. that I cooked with peppers and onions yesterday. At your house? And I had leftovers. And I had that, but Did I, I de-veganized them because I cooked them with eggs. 
And did you? <laughs> and did you? And some broccoli. Because you're a single guy. Did you eat over the sink? I did not. <laughs> Where do you I sit? Cook. Do you sit at your table and eat, or do you sit sit in the living room? I sit at my table and eat. Do you sit? You put a placemat down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you? What? I love your apartment. Your table is also your desk. Yeah. But it all works. It's good. It all works. It's like all, it. Everything has function. I like it. Minimalist. Keeping it small, buddy. Keeping it small. I like my penis. Yeah. What? No. Uh, let's promote it. You host the Travel Tales, Travel Tales podcast. podcast. TravelTalesPodcast.com and Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. Also, Funny Mike on Twitter. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook and everything else. Where's your next trip for pleasure? Pleasure? I don't I, I might tack on a little uh, trip after... My uh, cruise is done in January. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be getting off the ship in Curacao, which is way down south by South America. So I might go and visit a friend in Colombia. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, well, is this coming out? Murray and I are doing a show. I think this comes out after that. Okay. But ASAP Club. ASAP we'll Club. Hear it. So if anyone's in Mexico. November 17th in Mazatlan, Murray yeah. and I. It's a rock solid comedy show. That's, that's right. I said, hey, can I tag along? And then you're like, yeah, flights are like $500. I go, I'm not going. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> you thought you could just drive there? It's I, not Tijuana. I thought, I thought maybe you could drive there. No. I did. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. It's a big country. It's big. Yeah. It's down uh, there. We are at Rock Solid Show. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. Kyle is at Kyle Dotson. Funny. Go to rocksolidpodcast.com for uh, everything about the show. Uh, don't forget, if you want one of the new Rock Solid enamel pins, $10. That includes postage. Uh, they're nice. PayPal me to batmanpft at aol.com. What else? Mike, you'll be back to record the year in review episode. Yeah, that'll be fun. It's a small roundtable this year. It's going to be boy, girl, boy, girl. It'll be me. Christine Blackburn, Mike Siegel, and Christy Stratton. Two Chris's. I like it. That'll be fun. I think it'll be fun too. We wanted to do a bunch of, we wanted to have nine mics and all, yeah. a bunch of crap. Murray watching his surf videos. Yeah, Murray watching his surf video and playing <laughs> the new cake song. We won't have any of that <laughs> bullshit. But uh, Murray's just not going to be here because he's not. Uh, when we scheduled that episode, we, uh, you know, whoever can make the day I throw out, everyone can make it but Murray. So right. that's the only reason Somebody he's not else will here. have to play the new Father John Misty. <laughs> Right. Oh, he's all on. Uh, what's this? Sturgill Simpson is oh, his guy. God. Okay. I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't either. So it could be great. Maybe it is. If so, I'll play it in his honor. I'll ask Murray to send three songs. Okay. That's all he gets. <laughs> all right. This is uh, Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Rock Solid Podcast. Uh, $2. I call that the set it and forget it. You're not going to miss that two bucks a month. <laughs> but for me, it'll make a, a, a great improvement to my life. All right. This is Call Me from American Gigolo. Thank you, Mike. Thank you.